the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you'll get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of the Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Mark Longoria. Well, happy weekend to you. Thank you so much for joining us today on AM 630 KSLR. I am Mark Longoria, Director of Ministry Development here at uh, The Ward in South Texas, and we're so glad that you've tuned in today uh, to listen to this program entitled Church of the Week. And as you know, if you've been tuning in every week, you uh, know that we are uh, featuring a church every single week because we want you, our listeners, to know that there are some awesome ministries all over our city, all over our community, and the surrounding areas here in San Antonio. So uh, today we have a uh, wonderful pastor that's uh, been here in San Antonio for a while. He's part of a very large church that is uh, one of the fastest growing, one of the largest churches in um, in the country. Uh, and he has uh, been given the, the opportunity and the honor to uh, go out and start a, uh, another church uh, that is part of CBC Community Bible Church um, over in the Bulverde area. So the name of his church is Community Bible Church Bulverde. Um, CBC Bulverde. So uh, we have here none other than Pastor Larry Andrews. God bless you, Pastor. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Mark. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, we want to uh, make sure that people know who you are, where you're at, and what God is doing out there in, in your area. So why don't, why don't you take us a little bit through a bit of a history lesson. Uh, tell us how the uh, church got started and how you ended up pastoring a church. Okay, great. Um, Community Bible Church, as you may know, is a really fast-growing church in San Antonio and has been for the last 20 years or so. And about five years ago, Robert Emmett is the pastor, and he came across the idea of doing these multi-site churches where we would have in the little pocket communities around town kind of a little satellite church of CBC. And we would actually show videos of Robert's preaching, and we would have live worship and live life groups and children's ministries and that sort of thing. And we were basically going to be kind of an overflow room out in Bulverde, Mm. just if nothing else, to open up some seats and parking spots at the big church in San Antonio. So this was five years ago, and since then, apparently God had some different plans. We thought the church would be 40 or 50 people, and it's more like five or 600 people. Wow. And it's grown, and God's blessed us, and great things are happening. In just just a few years, God has really just multiplied the congregation there. Yeah, it's really been awesome to watch, and we don't, you know, one of the cool things about it is, I think you and I talked about this earlier, but nobody in our church tries to take credit for anything. It's always yeah. been God, and it's clear that it is God because none of us know what we're doing, <laughs> and yet great things are happening. So it's, it's, it's cool to be part of it. Yeah, well, I really like the, uh, I, I like the philosophy or the idea, the mindset that uh, Pastor Robert Emmett has in, in building these multi-site churches because um, yeah, I mean, they've got a wonderful, huge facility already here on 1604, but the idea of getting other uh, places uh, to also preach the gospel to other areas and other parts of the town, uh, other parts of the city is really, really cool. So uh, tell us a little bit about how, and w- were you involved in the conversations about, you know, should we expand the place even bigger or should we just start these these other sites? Um, several years ago, um, CBC was actually meeting in a strip center on 281 near Thousand Oaks. 
And uh, that was actually when I started going to CBC. Mm -hmm. And they were at that time under construction of this great big building project out on 1604. And I think that was going to be the church to end all churches. And we were going to meet there till Jesus came. (laughs) Uh, Robert just thought, well, we'll just have more and more services. If we we do fill it up and it seated, I think, 1,500. Mm -hmm. And boy, that first week that we opened, it was obsolete. It was packed and, you know, no parking and no seating and lines in the bathrooms and the whole thing. Uh, Now, when did that open, that facility open up? I'm going to say that was about nine years ago, something like that, eight years ago. And they immediately almost began construction on a great big auditorium right there on the same campus. And that's where they meet now. I think it seats about 3,500. Wow. Awesome. So pastor sits down with you, Robert sits down with you and says, okay, I've got this, uh, this idea and we've got, uh, we've got you that, uh, we're thinking about and sending out to Bulverde since you live out in that area. What do you think about, uh, pastoring a church? Uh, Tell us about that conversation. How did that happen? Because I know, I know initially you had mentioned that, uh, off the air, you had mentioned that you guys were doing kind of a live feed or not, not necessarily live feed, but a CD a week later. And then now you're at the, you're at the pulpit and you're, you got this, you got the full reins, but take us from the beginning. How did, how did this kind of evolve into where you are today? Um, I, kind of a cute story. I think they, they took me to lunch and said, hey, we're, we're thinking about opening multi-site churches around town. How would you feel about being a multi-site pastor? And I said, yeah. Mm. What's a multi-site pastor? <laughs> and so we decided to figure it out. And yeah. he explained to me then, you know, you, you don't have to preach or any of that stuff. You know, you'll just basically kind of run the operation of the church and organize the volunteers and all that. And we'll be using these videos of, of Robert's preaching. And so mm-hmm. uh, they're going to be a week delayed. So what he preached on Saturday night ended up being our Sunday morning service the following week. So we were always a week behind, but it worked out great. And, you know, really lives were being changed and people were getting saved and great things were happening in that type of ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of ran into a problem with um, the delay. I remember the first time it happened, it was on a Mother's Day and we couldn't very well use his Mother's Day sermon a week later. Yeah. And I said, you know, what are we going to do? And he said, well, you could probably teach this one time. You've taught before. Um, my ministry going into this, I was teaching three-year-olds at CBC <laughs> and leading a life group and doing some other things, but hadn't really done anything like that before. And he said, well, just, you know, just try it this one time. It can only be one time. How bad can you be? Uh, and it worked out okay. And mm-hmm. so we started doing a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And uh, at one point, apparently Robert, it wasn't bad at all. Well, it, it seemed like it was working out okay. And then at one point, Robert said, well, you know, maybe there's some benefit in having a live preacher. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you should just preach. And, you know, I was concerned. I think Robert's one of the best preachers in the country. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of concerned about what would happen. You know, the church yeah. was growing and it was going so well. And I didn't want to rock the boat. Yeah. And I asked him, you know, what if, you know, what if I can't do it? And I thought he was going to give me like a pep talk and really encourage me. Oh, I think you're a great preacher and all that. But instead he said, well, if you run them all off, we'll just go back to the videos. <laughs> and so. Thanks for the vote of comment. Yeah, <laughs> really got me excited. So anyway, that's kind of where it started. And, and anyway, it's, it's just been growing like crazy since then, too. So it's just been a it's been a steady upward climb. And God's continued to send new people. And every time we've had needs for resources or volunteers, uh, God has just somehow empowered and called out the right people to do it, and it's just really been a fun, exciting so adventure. You, you got a beautiful facility now, but you guys started out in your living room. That was and the plan. A couple of other places. Yeah, the original plan was we were going to meet in our. Li- we were looking for space in Bulverde, and there's just not a whole lot out there that's not in use. And so my wife and I had this great idea that our living room was kind of big and we could just take all the furniture out and move in folding chairs Mm -hmm. and we could put the teenagers on the patio and uh, children could meet in the bedrooms and we'd just have church in our house every Sunday. 
Um, but then we had a meeting early on, and we realized that you know we were you know we were going to be more than you know fifteen or twenty people. It was going to mm-hmm. be forty or fifty people or something. How did we, you find that out? We had a meeting at uh, CBC on a Saturday night. Uh, Robert had just kind of announced we're going to be doing this thing in Bulverde, and anybody that might be interested, stick around. Mm-hmm. And some people did, and it was enough people that stuck around that we thought, wow, this may not work in the living room. Yeah. And we were looking for locations, and there just wasn't any place out there. Um, we actually one day met at uh, the Loft Coffee Shop out in Bulverde, which is a ministry of Riverside Community Church out there. And we were just going to meet there and go out and find us a place to have church. And mm-hmm. so several of us met there, and we scoured the area. I mean, we looked at nurseries and schools and airplane hangers and everything, and we just couldn't find any place. And we got back to the coffee shop there, and they had a little pavilion. It was one wall and then three walls of tent material, and we asked them if we could, you know, maybe use that on Sunday mornings. Mm. And they were so gracious. That church has been such a blessing to us. They said, sure, of course you can use it, and this is a neat story for me. But I asked them, well, what can we pay for rent? And they said, well, we're trying to meet, you know, we're trying to introduce people to Jesus, and if you will help us do that, why would we charge you rent? Mm. And I, that just that, that that spoke a lot to me about yeah. that real true kingdom mentality Absolutely. of you know we're just trying to reach as many people as we can. We yeah. don't care where they go to church. And I, I love that church. They've been such a blessing to us. Mm. And in fact, later we're meeting in the tent now for a couple of months, and it was cold, and we had a lot of issues with mm. the facility. And you know the, the wind would blow, and the tent flaps would blow. And we're right on 281, and the noise was awful. We were trying to do videos at that time, and it was so bright in there on Sunday mornings that you couldn't see the video. Wow. And it was, you know, we had dogs and cats walking in and out of the service all the time. It was a mess. <laughs> it was like a cowboy church. It was, it almost, it was pretty rough, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, but again, you know, this is just another testimony that it was God at work. It yeah. wasn't anything we did because you couldn't do it more wrong mm. than we did it. And yet... Great things happen. God was in the middle of it. Oh, absolutely. And anyway, the pastor from Riverside came to me one day and said, hey, they just rented this little building across the street, and what would we think about having church indoors? Mm. And that sounded pretty Imagine good. that idea. Yeah. yeah. Wow, who ever thunk? <laughs> so anyway, we said, yeah, let's do that. And so um, we moved across the street to a little building over there, and we just had the building on Sunday mornings. And the challenge of that was not just the setting up chairs and breaking down and all that stuff, but that we could only use it for a couple of hours on Sunday morning. So we couldn't do anything during the week. We couldn't do anything at night. And that was that was challenging. But again, God blessed us. We, we first uh, talked to the fire department out there, and we thought we could seat about 88 people in that room. And we ended up seating about 188 people in that wow, room. Wow, nice. And so we just crammed them in there. And uh, we began to look for another place. And, again, we just kept running into the facility thing. And so we ended up buying some land and building. So how long were you at that facility before you bought We property? were there for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, it, and that gave you enough time to start saving money and get a good down payment? Yeah, and start just looking around yeah. at you know, what we wanted to do. And we were still at that point hopeful that we'd find the perfect place. Yeah. Uh, and what we really came up with was we just needed to build something that was right for us. Mm-hmm. And so we moved into our new building a couple of years ago. And it's right in front of River Crossing Golf Course, right on 281. So it's a great location. Yeah. Uh, and it's just so neat to be able to have stuff at night. There's, there's not a day of the week. Mm-hmm. that there's not something going on at the church with yeah. life groups, uh, with children's ministries, with our youth ministry. Um, we've got AA meetings there. We've just got all kinds of good stuff going on. And it's not just, you know, from 7 in the morning to 1 in the afternoon on Sundays. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking of what some of our of our listeners might be thinking, and if they were here in the studio with us, some of the questions they might be asking. So let me pose this question. Is uh, what you preach Sunday morning, is that what Robert's preaching? 
Uh, is it the same pretty much? Are you guys following the same line or are you pretty much free to preach as you want? No, it's 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 completely separate. And so what Robert's doing uh, at CBC in San Antonio is, is not in any way necessarily tied to what I'm doing out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert has been a great friend and a great mentor for me. And still I call him and email him and ask him for help all the time. Mm-hmm. And he's been a great teacher and a great mentor, but we're not connected in that way. Mm-hmm. All right. Very good. So tell us what can what can people expect when they walk into the church Sunday morning? They're going to come by and visit you this uh, this coming weekend. Uh, what are some of the things they can expect when they're walking through the doors? Well, uh, for one thing, I'll tell you, we have an incredibly friendly group of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, it's just a, a great bunch of people. And my wife and I talk a lot about just the blessing that it's been out there. And then we haven't had fights and division and issues and stuff. Always good. It just seems like everybody just loves Jesus and loves each other and you know, we get together on Sundays, and it's a celebration. You yeah. know, we, we drink a lot of coffee and eat a lot of donuts. And, hey, and, you're talking my language yeah. right there. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, the worship is contemporary. Uh, basically, we do the hymns from time to time, but basically it's contemporary worship. But yeah. our worship leader is Michael Street, and he's put together a great worship team, and they do a really neat job. And uh, I think the worship is really great. I think the community feeling out there is really great. Um, I strive, like, you know, Robert's tried to teach me to keep the messages practical. Yeah. And to keep them applicable, yes, and to keep them real, and so I think I'd be pretty surprised if somebody heard one of my messages and said they didn't understand it. Mm. You know, very straightforward teaching. I think very simple teaching. Yeah, and it's about your life now and how the Bible applies today, and that's again what I've tried to learn from Robert. Yeah. So do you have a good variety of uh, different types of people as far as income and colors and races and that kind of thing? I know you guys are kind of out there uh, up in the towards the hill country, Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I suppose you have some city folks as well as some ranchers. and Yeah, it's a really neat mix. In fact, it's funny. We were just talking about this this morning. Um, I can remember when we first started, one of our very first Sundays, uh, we were backing out of the parking lot, and there were a couple of uh, guys standing out in the parking lot still talking after church, mm-hmm. and they were – you know, clearly cowboys, yeah. uh, you know, the brims of their hats were almost touching, you know, their, <laughs> their bellies were almost touching in front as they were talking. And, you know, these are guys That's in their 60s or something. And I asked my wife as I pulled out, I said, so has God called me to, to pastor a group of old cowboys yeah i mean if he has that's cool if yeah. that's what it is that's what it is but yeah. somehow that's not what i thought was going to be yeah. my flock you yeah. know yeah. uh and as it turns out it's it's just been awesome to see it change and to see it grow and we've got you know all sorts of income levels we've got you know all sorts of races and we've got young families and retired people and singles and you know young and old we've got a great uh, youth ministry um we've got about you know, 70 or 80 kids a week are coming to our youth group on Wednesday night. Um, we've got a fantastic children's ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a neat ministry to special needs people that goes on Sunday mornings at 11. And so we're reaching out to that community. And it's it's really a, a great balance. It's really it's really fun to have, like the Bible says, you know, we've got the older people helping the younger yeah. people and, and mentoring and showing them. And so it's fun. On a given Sunday, about 20% of our congregation will be under 11 years old. So we've got you know, babies and kids and teenagers and young adults and old adults, a little bit of everything. You're listening to The Word in South Texas, AM 630 KSLR, and uh, I am Mark Longori. I'm, inter- I'm, uh, I'm here interviewing Pastor Larry Andrews. He is the pastor over at CBC Bulverde, and uh, the address there, if you'd like to go out there and, and take a look at uh, their facility and meet Pastor Larry in person, shake his hand, get to know some of the fine folks out there. Uh, their address is 7100 Highway 281 over in Spring Branch. 
Uh, it's right off of uh, Highway 281. Their phone number is 830-228-5654. And if you want to find out some more information on the net, they've got a ton of things that are coming up uh, on their calendar of events. Uh, you can go to cbcbulverde.com. Pretty simple. Uh, services are Sundays at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., and, uh, and uh, they've got plenty of things going on. So, uh, Pastor, tell me about uh, how... How did you find out that at one point, other than Pastor Robert coming to you and, and offering you this opportunity, did, was there ever a time in your childhood that you knew you were going to become a pastor? Any time in your adult life that you thought, you know, one day I think I should be behind a pulpit and God's going to use me that way? I don't know that I saw that coming. Um, I'll tell you, when I was just a little boy, actually, a, a man at a church one time called me up and mm. was praying for me and said that he felt like God had given me the heart of a pastor. Mm. And other than my mom, I don't think anybody really put you know a whole lot of stock in that. Yeah. Um, and I kind of pushed that to the back. And as I was going to school and starting life, and you know raising a family and getting busy and buying a house and all that good stuff, I kind of maybe forgot about that. How long ago was that? Oh my gosh, that was a long time ago. <laughs> uh, that was when I was just a. I mean, maybe I was twelve or thirteen yeah. years old. Wow. And uh, anyway, then as, as as time went on, and I was getting more and more involved at CV, CV, CBC, I started. Uh, leading some of the life groups and doing some, you know, that's sort of like pastoring a small group. Mm. Um, and I kind of remember thinking to myself, wow, I kind of am a pastor. Yeah. You know, I've got these 10 or 15 or 20 people and I'm taking care of them and loving them. And so I have kind of become a pastor and yeah. I was, you know, kind of set with that. But again, you know, my ideas and God's ideas aren't always the same yeah. and usually his are right. Yeah. And so it's it's been a little surprising, honestly, yeah. for me to see how, how things have happened and, and where we are. I certainly don't think anybody would have thought I was qualified to pastor a church this size, mm. you know, five years ago when we started. Um, and I certainly don't think I would have thought I was I was qualified to do that. Like I said, I wasn't even preaching then. Yeah. And I, w- I would have been very surprised then if you'd have told me then what's going to happen. You know, just come to you know, interview so many different pastors and get to meet so many because that's, that's my job here at the radio station. I've just come to find out that God really just uses people that are humble and just say, hey, here I am. I'm right. not qualified to do it. And God qualifies them. That's right. God uh, instills his power inside of them, as he has in you, to uh, to do his work. And so I think as long as you stay just the way you are, humble, and just, here I am, you know, how can you use me for your glory? Yeah. God will continue to do continue to do some awesome things there at uh, at the church and in your life. And it's pretty cool to watch because I think what you're saying is so true. I always tell our folks something that Robert taught me a long time ago, and that is that God does amazing things through willing, humble people. Absolutely. And that's what we got. Yeah. I mean, our church is just full of people that just want to help. Yeah. Just, you know, whatever crazy ideas I have, whatever, you know, ministries I want to support, whatever thing I want to get behind, I throw it out there and it's just, they just attack it, you know, they just get so excited to get behind everything again. And it's just all coming from this thing. They just love Jesus and they love other people and they just want somebody to point them in the right direction and let them tear it up. And they do. And people that never thought they would be leading various ministries Mm. are leading those ministries and they're thriving and they're doing a great job. And again, it's just, it's just the Holy spirit working through people. Yeah. Um, You uh, briefly went through some of the different ministries and for the different age groups, but uh, if you can just go a little bit deeper, because I know that Excuse me. Someone that maybe lives out that that way, or um, they're looking for a new church. Maybe they're new in town. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in, they're in a time of transition. Uh, if you can go a little bit deeper into maybe just take us through the different groups and maybe some of the things that are coming up. 
uh, through, the, through the age groups, that'd be that'd be great. Sure. Um, our well, I guess I'll start with the with the kids, mm-hmm. and that's a super important ministry at our church. Like I said, twenty percent of our church is eleven years old or younger, and so we put a lot of stock in the in the kids ministries. Uh, Beverly Isaiah Bermudez runs that department for us. And she's got just an army of volunteers. They do a great job on Sunday mornings. Uh, we'll be doing vacation Bible school this summer. Um, and the, the kids' ministries is really going great. One of the things that was really a downfall from us in our last building was there wasn't any place to put the kids. Mm. And we had these rolling walls to divide them from us, you know, and they had, there was no place for them to play or anything like that. Um, and at the new place, we've got a very safe setup. Our playground is all enclosed, yeah, it's nice. and we have a real lockdown area. You know, once the kids check in, then nobody can get them but their parents. And so the children's ministries is going great. I'm really proud of them because they don't look at it as babysitting. Mm-hmm. You know, they are showing the love of Christ to those kids. They are teaching the word to those kids. And just like we're doing in the in the main sanctuary, they're trying to show them how the Bible applies to their lives. Yeah. These aren't just stories. You know, this stuff matters right. now, and I think they're doing a great job with that. Um, I mentioned briefly our special needs ministry, and uh, that's a cool ministry that is kind of a one-on-one, case-by-case thing. Uh, when that, a family that's, comes you know, in. that's a specialty because you know there not there aren't too many churches that offer any type of any type of ministry to special needs. You're right, and that is something that was again, I think God put it before us, and when we said, "Okay, we'll try," then He showed us how to do it, mm-hmm. and we're just kind of learning, like with all this stuff, how to do it. But I've uh, got some great folks. Tammy Compier heads that up for us, and she's got a great group of volunteers. And when someone comes in with a special needs uh, family member, we actually go to them and find out exactly what their needs are and what they're capable of and what they need from us. And we try to kind of tailor it specifically to them. So a lot of times the folks that are there for special needs ministry will have even two or three to one volunteers mm. to wow. participants, that's and that's some of them. That's what they need. Mm-hmm. So special needs is going great. It's a new ministry for us, but we're excited about it. Um, our students' ministry is uh, called Inside Out, and actually, my son Mike Andrews heads that up, and that's a fantastic ministry. They've got a you know wild, crazy a bunch of teenagers that meets out there on Wednesday nights at six thirty, and they've done everything from. You know, having a game truck out there for them to play video games, mm-hmm. to food fights, and all the silliness that the kids love. And at the same time, they're getting a practical message. Yeah. And at the same time, they're learning about Jesus. And at the same time, they're learning how the Word applies to their yeah. lives now. And I'm really proud of our teenagers because so many of them are really taking a stand yeah. uh, in their schools, in the community, in their families. And we've got a lot of teenagers that come on Wednesday nights. And their families don't even go to our church or even go to a church. Yeah. These kids just want to come. Yeah. And so it's fun on Wednesday nights, and it's loud, and <laughs> it's silly sometimes. Yeah. But they're not afraid to tackle serious issues. Yeah. They're not afraid to tackle, you know, the, the real things that are going on in the world today. Mm-hmm. They just finished, a, I think, a six or eight weeks series on sex, mm-hmm. which was, you know, scary and challenging and mm-hmm. hard and awkward and all that stuff, but too Some important. Very necessary. Yeah. Too important to let it go. Yeah. And, you know, Satan is doing a great job of getting his side in, yeah. and he's doing a great job of publicizing his perspective. Mm-hmm. And we just want to make sure that we don't just roll over for that. That's and good. so we had a what I think really a serious and important time there where the kids really you know had some open and serious real discussions mm. about what the word says about sexual purity and marriage That's good. and i think it was meaningful and i think it was great and uh, now we're back to food fights for a while <laughs> i need had to lighten it up a little after that one yeah. um but i uh, got a great ministry team going there uh brandon curry leads our worship for the kids and he does a great job got a great band and uh, 
the youth ministry is really cool. It's going mm-hmm. really well. And then our life groups uh, meet throughout the week. We don't do a midweek service, but mm-hmm. in fact have special life groups that meet according to different uh, interests. Mm-hmm. So some of them are doing various Bible studies. Some of them are uh, based on last week's sermon. That's kind of the curriculum for them. And this is really just a chance for people to get together and you know study together and pray together and worship together, but more than anything else, just to try to form some real bonds and friendships. Yeah. And, and you know we realize that Christianity works best in groups, mm-hmm. and we realize that we all need somebody to celebrate the good times with, and yeah. we all need somebody to help us through the bad times, and that's what life groups are all about. And so those meet every night, and Paula Stakes leads our life groups over there, and so with people that show up and want to find a life group, we just kind of put them with Paula, and she talks to them about what night they want to meet and what kind of group they're looking for, mm. and it helps them find a group to, to support them. That's excellent. So it's very obvious that uh, God is at the helm here, and uh, you know, you guys are just kind of saying, okay, God, what, what's the download, and wh- what do we need to do? But if you could, if you sometimes close your eyes and take a look at the future of, of this church, what, what do you see? You know, one of the things I like best about it is that I don't really know the answer to that question. Yeah. You know, it's been such a surprise Yeah, the way that it's gone. And so I could never have foreseen what's happened so far, mm. and I just have no idea what God's got in store for us. I think we're just going to focus on, you know, just keeping our eyes on Jesus and just following him and just staying out of the way. Yeah. Well, why don't you go on the air now that we've got a, we've got a few thousand people listening, and um, we want you to— uh, extend an invitation and tell them where you're at and how to find you and, and we'll close out with that that's great well mark gave the address at 7100 highway 281 north it's right in front of river crossing golf course so we're about a couple of miles north of 46 on the east side of 281 our website is uh, com. all the information i think you'd need is on there services are nine o'clock and eleven o'clock sunday morning i advise everybody to get early if they can that way there's the best possible selection of donuts um, our Wednesday night group is 6.30. That's for students, and that's inside out. All right, well, on behalf of everybody here at uh, KSLR, we want to invite you to go out there, meet uh, Pastor Larry in person, shake his hand, tell him you uh, heard, about, uh, heard about him and about the church here on uh, KSLR, and uh, it'd be great for you to get involved there at the church. If you don't have a local church that, uh, you know, if you don't have someone that you can call your pastor, a group of people that you can call your family, your Christian family, brothers and sisters in Christ. And we invite you to go out there, check them out, and just pray about it. Um, this is a life-giving church. This is a church that is led by God himself, and uh, we're all just a bunch of workers uh, in, uh, in God's field. So, Pastor, we appreciate you. We thank you so much for, uh, for everything that you and uh, the congregation is doing out there in Bulverde. Thank you, Mark. We appreciate KSLR and what you're doing. All right. God bless. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you've got a chance to get to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you would like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.